Welcome back to the Unanimous Decision Podcast. I am your host, T-Palm. Follow me on Twitter at T-Palm66. Follow the show on Twitter at UDPod. Follow the entire MTR network at, you guessed it, the MTR network. You found us. Don't you dare lose us. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe everywhere you get your podcasts for absolutely free 99. It's over. It's over, y'all. Sports, it's over. Stanley Cup, done. NBA Finals, done. Draft, y'all know who's going number one. So all we got now is baseball and the WNBA. I've been um, in the middle of our first season of having season tickets for the Dream, having a ball going like twice a week. I haven't watched a win in person yet, but I'm going to hold on to that hope, hold on to that dream, if you will. But to help us recap everything that's gotten us here so far and set up for the rest of the summer, the homie justin what's up justin man how's it going how's it going look all right you're talking about haven't watched you haven't seen the dream win yet every mystics game i've been to has been a heart attack <laughs> like a, a, a straight up heart attack like the the game against dallas where they tried their damnedest to lose but somehow pulled it out and then the game against seattle where dog they had a 28-point lead. I was like, oh, this is great. It's over. It's done. We won by five. They went on a 20-0 run in the fourth quarter. I was like, oh, my God, they're, we're going to lose this game. It, this is going – I'm watching it unravel before my eyes. Bro. Like, I, I the, can't keep living like this. I can't keep living dream, like this. The Dream Liberty game? Oh, no. Oh, Sabrina that was a good went one for too. eight threes and 37 yes. points? Yes. <laughs> Why did I bring on? Why did I bring my friends? Well, I was like, let's have a nice, wonderful Friday evening and go watch this here basketball. And you know what's frustrating about that one? I do not think the Liberty are better than the current incarnation of the Atlanta Dream. Dog, they beat them last night. For as good as the Liberty have looked. They're not unbeatable. And I I don't think they're that good to begin with, but the, the Liberty look very good in person. The dream are inconsistent in some of the decisions they make coaching wise. I'm not going this is we're gonna talk about everything else. This does not mean to be a dream mystics corner, but it turned into one really quickly. Justin, imagine giving up Bud Light out of hate for others and not out of love for yourself. Giving up Bud Light out of hate for others to go to another Bud Light affiliate because all you have in don't, your heart is hate. Look, look, man, don't don't use a lot. Don't tell them what it is, man. I was like, who took your place, Modelo? I was like, so they just shifted a, a couple of things on the line item sheet. Really, that's, huh? And like, you you nailed it. It is just hate. It is pure hate. It is nothing else. Because it, it, it you can love yourself of... and not drink, but I love me. I love others. I don't drink Bud Light because the shit tastes like water, like bad water. I think I stopped drinking Bud Light when I got out of college because one of my older friends was like, why are you drinking this? I'm like, oh, you know, I drink it in college. It was like, you know, you have a job now, right? Like, you know, oh, you the second I started nice getting things. direct deposits, I was like, this Bud Light is swill. And I want you to know I'm not a snob because the thing that's in my fridge right now, Bud Heavy. <laughs> that's I'm fair. I'm a snob. That's fair. I'm no snob. I'm just saying, look, if I'm going to drink a Bud, I'm going to drink a Bud. I want to taste that. I want the full body. And when I want a Bud that went to grad school, I drink a fat tire. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that was a deep cut, but that's fair. My Bud's got an education, goddammit. 
There you go. I can't go further into the podcast. I'll ask you really quickly. We're 77 days from college football season. Who's counting? Do you have any hope? Do I have hope? Yes, I have As hope. As a Florida fan, do you see hope? Because I've, my man, I've been telling people for two years, like, if Georgia wins a second one, they're going to win a third one because the schedule is rat ass. I looked at the schedule again. You got rat oh. ass here. And one of those rat ass teams happens to be a team you cheer for. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You meant hope that Georgia wasn't going to win another one. No, Georgia's going to win again. Like, I've just accepted. <laughs> the, the Death Star will blow up Alderaan. This will happen. Fine. Whatever. I've seen the movie before. Uh, Watching it happen twice, it kind of wrestles this thing. Um, but what I do have hope for is good young pieces getting to gel together and seeing hope for what could be in the future. And hopefully, and you know, the boosters realize that if you want to be good at college football, or really the, the lesson that this summer should have taught everybody, you can you can be one of two things: you can be principled in how you spend your money. Or you can be good at football. Mm -hmm. If you want to be good at football, you have to spend money, Baltimore Ravens. I want to go on record to say George has chosen the football thing. Kirby Kirby was out here helicopter landings. Showing up like, what's up, kids? So like a little reported story from like, I think it was three years ago. Kirby got like a level of jurisdiction over the cops. (laughs) In Athens. Like, you're hearing about, like, the these traffic violations that the, the Georgia Bulldogs like, have tallied up over the last three years. Like, nigga, you didn't hear about that shit at the time, did you? There's a reason. Kirby got him. Look, we can be principled or we can be good at football. <laughs> the answer today, we're going to be good at football. But what happens Damn when it all right. comes up to us? Hey, we'll deal with that when it comes. But for right now, rings, baby. Rings. Can I preemptively tell you the thing I'm maddest about this season for Georgia? Go for it. Do you know the name of the starting Georgia quarterback right now? Oh, who is your quarterback? I'm going to say a name that's going to sound like a fake name, but it's a real name. Brock Vandergriff. That sounds like Stetson Bennett's hey. alias. Hey. It sounds like you just brought <laughs> Stetson Bennett back. <laughs> Stetson Bennett in a wig. Make it happen, baby. I mean, hey. It worked out for you last time. I, bring hey, the old man back. Why not? And everyone who's listening to this podcast knows how I feel about Stetson. But damn it, I take it. Run it back one more time. Look, we still got Brock Bowers, right? Are we good? I feel like Georgia fans' issues with Stetson were not that he was a bad quarterback. It's just that he was not. What's? I don't. Want, I don't want to say this. You had a functional piece. That was serviceable when you could have had a turbo engine. So I've come around on this a little bit, not a lot. Sesson still, man, he ain't that. But at that level in college football, confidence goes a long ass way. Yeah. And if there's one thing you'll say about Stetson fucking Bennett the fourth, use confidence shit. <laughs> yeah, he's over there. Yeah, I can make like, that. Can I make that? Throw? Nothing. Nothing yeah. in that TCU game surprised Stetson Bennett. As far as he was concerned, we were late as shit. Nigga, I've been cold. What y'all talking about? Like, when yeah. he ran the one in on him, I was like, hey, man, y'all got to do something about Stetson. Stetson's been acting fool out here for four quarters. And you know what? Good for He deserved it. I can't believe I said that about a he Georgia did. Bulldog, but he deserved it. 
You deserve whatever comes next, including being the 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 second, maybe the oldest quarterback on uh, the Rams roster. I got to look at the numbers. I got bad news for you as a college football fan. There is an NIL legislation coming out of Congress or Senate, the Senate, excuse me. Tuberville and Manchin are working together on it. I should tell you a lot about that shit. Well, hold on. It's it Tuberville. Gives... Mm-hmm. So I, I know how Coach Tuberville got down. But you know, you also have Senator Tuberville team seems to get down as well. True. It gives the NCAA power to revoke collective licenses, requires athletes to use NCAA standard NIL contracts, and creates a medical trust. When asked NCAA President Charlie Baker about the draft, he said, one of the reasons I'm feeling good about this action is because almost every one of these proposals is currently being worked on includes some version of what the NCAA has requested. Now, the upshot is medical trust. That's a good, that is objectively a good thing for the kids. Right. But the NCAA being like, Tommy Tuberville is writing this law that we seem to, to get us most of what we want, tells you right now how bad this deal is. Does the NCAA realize that by being this aggressive, they're only pushing themselves into obsolescence faster? Hey, Amen. Because they that, that horse out that barn, man. What now that these schools, because the, particularly the boosters, now that the boosters realize that they can directly mm-hmm. put cash in hand and not be and not have to worry about the IRS around their shoulder. They're not going back, especially these bigger conferences. Once these bigger conferences get together and realize that the NCAA needs them way more than they need the NCAA, and I'm yeah. not just talking about football, it is a wrap. Well, this ends with no more NCAA. It's just about how fast it happens. This yeah. ends with the utter destruction of the NCAA, and we here at UD Pod are cheering for it. Now, while those senators are insanely, insanely nationally reviled there is a senatorial action that's occurring right now in the world of sports that's going to be applauded by all or probably amounts to nothing the senate has announced they're investigating the liv pga deal it, justin you live in dc this is the easy win for a senate that's not very popular you would think so right like you you're not gonna get so. it, like the money's gonna flow but like even raising the question is gonna be a good news on their end so okay you would think so right because all the, the easy win here is you have a congressional hearing, you grandstand, mm-hmm. you get your interns to type up your monologue for you, you get your moment on NPR, and you get your moment on PBS, and that's great. Except, mm-hmm. I am not fully confident that the party that traffics most in the kind of politic that would be appealing to talking down to the Saudi investment group is actually going to talk down to the Saudi investment group. Y'all want to know the real reason we can't get electric cars? <laughs> the Saudis won't let us. I mean, that That's and the only guy. half a joke. That's only half a joke. The other half of the joke is the poster child for electric cars is, well, he's currently setting Twitter on fire and turning a $44 billion asset into, at my last check, well, you gotta a remember million that, like, asset. They, the, the PIF is given to him to buy Twitter. Yes. Yes. So they're willing to burn these billions to make him look like an asshole. Or allow him to let himself look like an asshole. However you want to phrase it. Yes. And like, they're buying, I do not, my whole thing is, 
why blame conspiracy when the obvious answer is in your face? They're not buying these things out of some like grand conspiracy. No. They're, it's the same reason why you go to Toys R Us. You buy the toy because it's fun. I buy these football clubs because it's fun. I'm buying the golf. I'm buying golf because I think golf is fun and I want to show off to all my rich friends how fun golf like that's, that's why they're doing these things. I don't and know I how golf how fun they think golf is, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Well, the, I think I think owning things seems fun to them. There we go. There we go. And owning. I things. think more than anything, not only things seems unfun to them, which is why when they buy the MLS because they lost Messi, just remember who told you so. <laughs> okay, so what happens first? Because I'm with you on that. They're, they're buying MLS, but what happens first? Them buying MLS or them buying an NFL team? Neither. The Lakers. Oh, you think it's the Lakers they're going to buy? Oh. There is one team in professional major sports that's still family owned where the family's business is the team. Fuck what you heard about the Lakers. The Lakers are a mom and pop operation that I would say generously has been poorly run since the old man died, Dr. Buss. And if anyone's in a position not to say no to a boatload of cash, it's some bus kids. If baseball were more popular worldwide, I would toss the Yankees into that hat as well. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, so and here's why. Here's why I say this: shipping. How how's the Steinbrenner shipping business doing lately? The level of personal brand capital tied up in the fair. Yankees. That's fair. For the Steinbrenner family far outstrips like the you got to remember the Lakers were nothing until like 80. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They had the that's Minneapolis true. years and then they were like an also ran franchise until Bus bought them. Right. So Brian Steinbrenner were like the the Bronxes. There is generations like there's two, maybe two, three generations. And again, I'm dating myself because I'm a little bit younger than the Lakers mattering. But the Yankees mattered to the framework of the sport. And maybe I'm being naive because you're probably right. Like a check big enough, nobody's saying no. Like that's the thing. But because of the way profit sharing set up in the MLB and the way they're able to box out these smaller uh, 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 markets, God, I, that's the one I can't. I can't see the Yankees, the uh, the Cowboys, I, or the Knicks falling really. Because Cowboy, I think that would. Go ahead. As long as Jerry is kicking, the Cowboys are off the table. And I'm not sure Jerry can die. <laughs> that's also fair. Like that man's got enough money. Like if there's a if there if we're close, he's pushing. He's like give him all the money they want. Like he, if, if, the, if the, the science is close, he's hired that scientist. Like, yes. I think Jareth is determined. He may like Doc Ock with Spider-Man. He may transfer his brain into his son's body, but like, I'm not convinced we'll ever not have Jareth in the league. You know how Jareth made his money? Jareth took over the uh, 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 concessions for all the other stadiums. He owns a company that, <laughs> like, people don't seem to realize how nefarious and evil Jerry, you know, Jerry Jones runs that league, and I am not kidding even a little bit. 
there are two types of evil in the NFL. There is the Jerry Jones brand, which, as you pointed out, he literally owns a stake of every stadium in. Throw a dart. You'll find some evil with Jerry. Uh, then there's the other brand of evil right across the pond with uh, Daniel Snyder, who was literally stealing from every other franchise in the league. That's not even on the document. Like I said, you haven't talked to you about this. Like, the thing that got him out the paint wasn't the mistreatment of the women. Nope. It wasn't continuing to run a losing organization. It wasn't nope. even attending a nickel and dime his fan base. Nope. It was him in the getting caught with his hands in the pockets of the over other owners. And here's yes. how mad they were. They sent the one man they couldn't embarrass out and talk shit to him. <laughs> Jim Mercy, like, hey man, we can't be having this shit. I'm like, Jim, Jimothy, sir. <laughs> of all so, okay, part if I'm Dan Snyder, I'm not letting a crackhead talk to me like that. Hey man. That's just me. <laughs> y'all said a crackhead to yell at me? I'm gonna fight some I'm slapping somebody. Damn Jim it. Mercy got, got busted with cat bands of cash and a suitcase full of drugs he was either buying or selling possibly both <laughs> hey man we caught him mid-run he was like this is my first batch i gotta pick up the second suitcase why y'all making me late <laughs> and jim Irsay so rich that was like cushion money he went to the couch he's like hey i need to re-up is that time of the week and that's the man they sit to talk down to Daniel Snyder. Oh, no, they sent him. They put him in front of in public. They put a microphone in Jim Irsay's face and said, "Talk your shit, Jimothy." And he said, "Man, fuck Dan Snyder." And I was like, "Really? Of all the folks, huh? Could, could he had to me. take it. <laughs> what you gonna say back? <laughs> I've been a great steward of the NFL brand. <laughs> like, there's no defense." Even the owner of the Bengals was like, hey, man, I'm cheap, but I ain't stealing from y'all. Mike, no, Mike Brown kept his mouth fucking shit. He knew better. They were used jock straps. <laughs> That's a Google that, listener. That's not I, a joke. Nothing we said right now was a joke. The Jim Irsay shit, the, the, the reusing jock straps, none of that was jokes. All of that is based in truth and fact. I, you can Google the words we said and find articles. Can I can I ask you something? Go for it. Uh, soon to be father to, to to experience veteran father. Go for it. Go for it. Did you hear about this man in Belgium? I do not believe I have. So he passed, and at the funeral, he stepped out of a helicopter because he wanted to show how much he wanted to see how much they loved him. I'm sorry, what? The daughter allegedly wrote, rest in peace, daddy, I'll never stop thinking about you. Why is life so unfair? Why you? You still had your whole life ahead of you. This man was 45 years old. He wanted to see you cared about him. Now, objectively, this is crazy, narcissistic behavior. However, I'm curious. Because like, I saw the pictures of when he landed out the helicopter. Y'all gotta dress better if I die. I'm, I need, damn it, throwing a blazer. There should be a dress code to these things. There should be. I'm still I'm still gobsmacked at because okay. I can understand having the thought of hey you know what 
we we all we're we're human. We all have yeah, the thought. We've all had that. We've all had that. What are people gonna say? You know, when it's my time, mm-hmm. how are people gonna remember me? Actually, I think a lot of Republicans don't think about that shit, which is why they're surprised when you're like, you should piss on Ronald Reagan's grave. You're like, why would you say that? Like, because Ronald Reagan was the devil. And so I think while you and I think this thing because we care about legacy, a lot of people don't. Either they don't care about legacy or they have a warped perception of what the rest of the world thinks, despite the world telling them constantly what they think. They just reject reality. Of course. Yeah, that works, too. I mean, look at how they treat elections. They they treat democratic elections as, oh, you didn't mean that. Here, let me just change that result for you. This is what you really meant. You saw that Florida man got a rain yesterday, right? We didn't get what I truly wanted in life. I wanted the perp walk. I wanted the U.S. Marshals walking him into the courthouse. You sound like my father. As I said to him today, summer's not over. And the and the uh, the the DA in Fulton County said clear the dockets for July. And I'm over here like, can I get tickets? How does this work? Do I just show up and watch? What do I need to do? Huh? How do I get? How do I? Can I go get some shit signed? Lock him up? Oh, Justin, y'all may see me on the news with lock him up sign. Oh, let, him, you gonna, let this motherfucker get a rain in Georgia. Please. You're going to beat it with Don Staley. That, Don Staley said what she likes to do in her free time is just shows up at trials. She just watches trials. So I you know would doubt Don Staley. I would doubt Don Staley. So yeah, yeah, just show up, watch the show. The, the fact that it, not only did it happen, but how it happened. Mm. This was actually taking notes on not one criminal conspiracy, but several criminal conspiracies. What have I said for the last seven years? These are the worst criminals. The, how many people are upset that Donald Trump was You know a president? drug dealer. You, listening to this podcast, you know a weed dealer in your area, unless they live in Colorado and have been put out to pasture. You know a weed dude in your area with better discipline than everyone involved in that case. Everyone. No, oh, it- how many criminal enterprises have been ruined because Donald Trump was elected president? Dog. That is that is such a wild thought. That the machine would have just kept running had he not become president. Not even that. Yo, man, you can be president, but could you also simultaneously shut the fuck up? That's all he had like, to shut do. Shut the fuck up. That's all he had to do. Just shut up and let us ruin the country. That's all he had to do. And he was like, mm, what if I didn't shut up? And got in everyone's way. <laughs> and now they can't say anything about it because the minute they start criticizing them, the people that they need to win that nomination are going to turn on them. You can't throw the bed out with him because you're in the bed with him. Like y'all all in this together now. I would say good luck, but I don't, I don't, I don't mean that shit. Um, let's stay in Florida. RIP to South Florida. Like South Florida, y'all had a run. It was some big shit happening, man. You had... Um, the Heat, we'll talk about the NBA Finals in a second. But before that, you had the Stanley Cup. Like, the Panthers went through the best team ever in Boston. And 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 you really thought this was their year of destiny. They made their first ever Stanley Cup Final. And I don't know how much hockey you watched, but 9-3 in an elimination game is not a good score. But he had a hat trick. I know, enough about how, I know enough about hockey to know how rare those are. A playoff hat trick at home in an elimination game. They said, not Get the today. Get out of here. They said, hey, man, that's Cinderella, that David Goliath shit? Nah, buddy. 
that that shit's day. a cute story. That's not the way the world works, kids. Uh, Vegas, Vegas, you get another parade. You know, shout out to Vegas. You know, maybe Usher will show up to this one. Yo, shout out for real to Vegas, because, like, they've existed for five years. They've been to two cups and won one. Hey. That's insane to me. Apparently, they got a machine humming down there. So You know where they don't have it? In the great white north where they invented this shit. The last time a Canadian team was in... Dog, this is getting... If I were Canada, I'd be pissed as shit. Watching Vegas and Florida play in a Stanley Cup final, I'd be knocking shit over. What? Oh, I'll be like, okay, what? so what we got to do? Like, how again? How much money we got to spend? This Who is we got to draft. This is Utah versus Storrs, Connecticut in the NBA Finals. I'm disgusted. Yeah, no, I will say this though: these are the toughest athletes on planet Earth. Like, I have a scale, so I used to be a sports agent, and my scale is the smartest athletes by and large are football players. Because to play in NFL football, you had to be on a college campus for three years. There's no way around it. You had to be. The second most interesting people to talk to are basketball players. Because AAU, they've been traveling. They've been doing this shit for a long time. If you've made high-level basketball, you've been doing it at a high level for a long time. The dumbest are baseball players, invariably. Because if you're good at baseball, you're taken at 18, sent to a town, said, fuck these townies, hit this ball, and you'll make your way to the major. That's why you get them in the MMA catch are the worst, the worst like individual personalities. But the most fun, most toughest players, it's hockey bar none. Did you know Kachuk was playing with a broken fucking sternum? A broken sternum. <laughs> a broken he, he in, in game five. And, and apparently broken in game one. And I'm like, excuse me. If I break my sternum. No one's going to hear from me for at least three months. I will be laid up and I'll be accepting prayers and gift cash gifts. That's it. Hockey? Ice? No. No. In a sport where they can pick fights with you because. Full stop. In a sport where they do not drug test. If you pop for drugs in the NHL, they call your ass to make sure everything's cool. That is a, again, we don't tell jokes in this podcast. That is a true policy of the NHL because it's so white. It's so white, we don't even, if you fail a cocaine test, which for those who don't know, cocaine's out of your system in like 12 hours. If you fail a cocaine test, you just did some fucking cocaine. So if you pop for cocaine in the NHL, they call your house Say, are you good? You say, sure. And it's over. Yeah. And this motherfucker's skating with a broken fucking... Look, I y'all got it. I wonder if there's a correlation. Y'all got <laughs> I... Well, I'm not, I'm not going to get into that. Another thing I'm not going to get into is the Zion Williamson details. Y'all know the details. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be the podcast that takes you through this young man's life. I will say this, 25-year-old millionaires making relatable mistakes. And normally, I'm going to take the opposite side I'm about to take. Because I think the professionalization of our youth has been a huge problem, particularly in basketball, particularly in the AAU system where we're seeing more and more injuries coming through overusage. But if Zion from small town South Carolina used to beat up on them uh, a church league boys if he'd maybe gone to one or two aau teams tournaments he might have been introduced to people who
who helped him navigate this here situation. Because he went from small town South Carolina to Duke to New Orleans. If he'd have been drafted by Atlanta, they'd have his raptor hanging in Magic City right now. <laughs> no waiting period. First ballot. Corollary. You know who his high school teammate was? Oh, Lord. John Morant. Oh, I got to... <laughs> hey, man, so the time... We're recording this. At, we started at 6.30 on Wednesday, June 14th, and Adam Silver's level of restraint for not dropping this fucking suspension on us yet is, it's at one point, admirable and also fucking annoying. Just give us the 40 and let's keep it moving. Because we all, we all know it's 40. We know it's 40. You, and it's not... Have you heard the... Have you heard the claims out of this camp? And that's why it's 40. Honestly, <laughs> he could have gotten away with 20. I honestly think he would have gotten away with 20 had he not said, but it was a toy. <sighs> the mid- That's like... Yes, okay. gentle listener, what Justin said is true. The story that the camp is running with the PA and they're trying to negotiate this, they leaked it because I think they thought it would help their case. They were fucking wrong. They're telling people it was a toy gun. Now, if they had said the first gun was a toy gun, I could have actually maybe as long as it was a water pistol. Now you throw that shit hard, you can shoot it. But the second gun, the second pistola, it's not so much that it was the gun. It's the all right. You are married, correct? And those of us that are that are in long-term relationships listening, the number one rule in any relationship: don't have me out here looking stupid. Yes. Adam Silver went to bat for him the first time. The agreement was, just don't have me out here looking stupid. And what does he do? He gets and out the thing here. Is, he didn't just make him look stupid. He did the exact same fucking thing. <laughs> that his, his homeboy apparently knew was a bad idea because he turned the camera away the minute the gun came out. Like, you like, can't do it's this. It's one thing, like, if John done something else stupid, like, shoot, like, any myriad of dumb athlete things you see, would everyone be upset? Of course they would. But they'd also be like, well, in his defense, this is a new one. However, it's the exact same offense. Again. But it was a toy. Can I, uh, can, I, can I read you a list I made? Go for it. Because it's my opinion. In my 37 years on Earth, this is the single funniest NBA season of my lifetime. You ready? Let's do it. Ime Udoka cheating on Nia Long before season starts. Yes. Jimmy yes. Butler wearing the dreads to media day, so they have to use that picture. I forgot about that. Yes, you did. This is a three-parter here. Draymond punches Jordan Poole. Draymond podcasts about punching Jordan Poole. Draymond <laughs> gets suspended zero games for punching Jordan Poole. <laughs> Given Poole's performance in that Lakers series... I can that understand. Was, that's the fourth part of the three-part story. And everyone asking, what's wrong with Poole? He got punched and nothing happened. That's what the, I'd be pissed off too. All right, next up. Austin Reeves' very existence. Out of nowhere. The, the Lakers have a penchant for keeping around a white boy. Man, they, they found two. They found back-to-back good ones. Yes. They have to pay All right, here's a two-parter again. Wally Zerbiak on national television calling Tyrese Halliburton a wannabe all-star. That's Wally Zerbiak. And then the part two of that is Tyrese Halliburton being a fucking all-star. <laughs> uh, the Lakers section of the, of the list. 
LeBron James breaking his foot to break Korean's record. Everything that happened with Russell Westbrook. I don't remember this. Pat Beverly showed a picture to a ref on a camera. Yes, that was golden. <laughs> that, and it's not the fact that he showed the picture. The whole context surrounding that. It was a yep. foul. It was yep. blatant. It, it, it was almost as blatant as what happened in that Heat game with Aaron Gordon that had that had the Heat won that game. They would be talking about that still. But no, Pat Beverly with the camera. It's right here, dog. It's right here. Shannon Sharp tried to fight the entire Grizzle. I like those odds. I would, I would take that. I would take that action. He tried to. We saw it. The next up on the list is some stuff that we already talked about, so it's a three-parter here. John Morant's little gun. Dylan Brooks poking bears. John Morant's not so little gun that he's, cla- he's claiming is a toy. Dwight Howard actively recruiting for Taiwan. Dog, if you had a bad day in this offseason, this postseason, it was Dwight was in your mentions, and I like, I hate him, but I love it. I I get why everyone hates him. I understand it, but that's objectively funny. That's just no, funny. that is funny. That that is Dwight Howard getting back at everybody that called this future Hall of Famer garbage because he didn't get along with sociopath Kobe Bryant. For the record, he also didn't get along with Sandman. Oh um, yeah, I'm only that, halfway. That one's the less forgivable. I'm only halfway through the funny things list. From this season. Because Carl Anthony Towns ate a punch from a teammate on a, on a timeout. <laughs> hey, man. You know the fastest way to find out if someone's a bitch? Call him a bitch. See what happens. That also wasn't the first time, or the, the last time, a punch would be thrown during a timeout for that team. Oh. Because the other dude hit the wall. Oh, my goodness. Doc Rivers got fired for being a second-round coach when that's his entire resume. Why would you get mad at he did what you hired him? That's on that's on you. You've seen his movies. Well, he won that one title. How how long must Paul Pierce and Doc Rivers live off that one ring? How Doc, you saw Paul Pierce. Tell me you saw Paul Pierce. Oh, I saw Paul Pierce. Here's what I, I like didn't to put remind- on the list. I forgot it. Here's what I'd like to remind everybody about that Celtics championship. The Celtics GM was gift wrapped Kevin Garnett by his former teammate on the Boston Celtics. It's an audio medium, but I am nodding aggressively. Kevin McHale gift wrapped Kevin Garnett to Danny Ainge. The next funny thing on this list, the MVP race war that started. And the fact that Joel Embiid is the only MVP never to make a conference final. I actually had people telling me Embiid was the MVP. And I'm like, he has having a great year. I will give you that. Counterpoint, Jokic is doing things that I've never seen done before in my life. Oh, he's he's the last one on this list. Don't you worry about that. Next funny thing that happened this season, CP3 got waived. Like something that I didn't think was fucking possible. (laughs) I want to know what's happening down there. He got waved on the heels of him admitting his daughter catches hell for his performances at school. Dog, why would you tell us that? You haven't tell us that. You want sympathy, Chris? Win a ring. You want us to be on your side, Chris? Win some. Or don't kick people in the nuts. Either way works. Uh, LeBron James made Bob Myers quit his job. That's the narrative I'm going with. 
Stop laughing. That's true. That's what happened. This is the this is my list of the funniest. This is the funniest NBA season ever. You know why? Because Scottie Pippen's ex-wife is now doing a podcast with Michael Jordan's middle son. That is wrong on so many levels. The middle, not the eldest, the middle kid. That group chat, the brothers group chat is going nuts right now. Yeah, Tiff told me the whole situation with that. I, if I'm not touching the if I'm not touching Zion, I'm definitely not talking about the details nope, on this. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that that is I that is a that is certainly a choice. I, I will say this. You know who the maddest party in all this is? Michael Jeffrey. Juanita. Ooh, yeah, actually, yes. Because yes. she knows that woman. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Oh, yeah. I got three more funny things from the season. Then we'll get to the finals. Jalen Browns and versus his own left hand in dribbling. How did he not get better? Because this was it's a problem last the year. the NBA in 2023. I blame Kanye and, 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 and Antonio Brown. He was part of Donda Sports. This is all their yes, fault. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Again, we don't tell jokes in this podcast. We just report things that are happen to be funny. <laughs> he looked around at Antonio Brown at the peak of his foolishness and said, that's who I want to represent me. No, he said, not, not represent me. He's the president of Donda Sports. Yes. Sir? <laughs> Sir? Maybe you should learn how to dribble with your left hand and then make bad decisions off the court. Um, number two for me is Denver's refusal to put Russ on the Jumbotron. I had friends at those games, and I was like, hey, man, they keep showing Russ on the TV screen. Are they showing him on the Jumbotron? The answer was no. And, like, in the TV, they're like, Russ is a big fan of the game. I'm like, how would you know? He played in Seattle most of his career. He's never been to a playoff game. What are you talking about? And he had caught some booze. And that's why they didn't put him on the Jumbotron. You know who they did put on Jumbotron? Old Lego neck. Old trick neck Peyton Manning. Wearing one of them big old Duke. He's wearing them defense chains. I was like, what is this? Well, hey, when, I guess the I guess his wife's uh, steroids been working out for him. See. I didn't that, that's what he said. He said the steroids were his wife's. That's that is the official story he went with. Once again, y'all, like <laughs> That's not a joke. At one point, he got Pop rubbing steroids into his house, and the defense he used in the NFLPA was, they were my wife's. Y'all can do with that what you will. (laughs) And this goes back to something just taught taught y'all earlier. What your wife would say to you, don't have me out here looking stupid. Peyton paid for that lie. Oh, yeah. Maybe not on the field. Oh, he paid for it. Oh, Peyton paid for that lie. That lie—that was an expensive lie. Maybe not game checks expensive, but expensive on his soul. That that lie cost him. Oh, I—I I imagine that was also game check expensive as well. Fair, fair. That's a very good point. I, I imagine several game checks went to uh, Mrs. Peyton Manning after that lie. And good for her. And just you know, the funniest, the last funny thing of the 2022-2023 NBA season. What's that? Nikola Jokic winning a title and sitting at that dais, finding out he had to stick around for a fucking parade, <laughs> and then saying, I mean, we all hate our jobs, right? 
And I've never been more seen. Like, everyone's like, oh, Steph's popular because he's small and kids think they can shoot like Steph or LeBron. You get the aspirational. No. You could be Steph. You want to be LeBron. But you are Nikola Jokic. Because if you're listening to this, you hate your job, right? So does Jokic. You want to go home and chill. But y'all won't let it. Let's talk about the finals. Finals would talk to death, man. But I do want to talk about a couple things. We saw this happen in the bubble. We saw what happened this this year after the Celtics series. That Jimmy Butler ceiling is there. Like he can only do it for so long. He can only do it for so long, but he's so good you can't let go of him. Which oh, no, no, I'm not I'm not suggesting I'm suggesting he might need some help because the the lift needed to carry them past to carry them honestly into game six against the Celtics. It was over. It was a wrap. It was done. It was Jimmy and that meme in the bubble where he's leaning over. You know what I blame? Honestly, a lot of his early career was marked by the Thibs minutes. He played for Thibodeau. And I can't prove it, (laughs) but it feels like this blood's on his hands. I mean, Tom Thibodeau's motto is, if you're not mortally wounded, you can play for 48 minutes. Can we we talk about the, the game five? Like, the Heat shot under 40% from the floor and almost won a fucking finals game. That was some, like, Pacers, like, Pistons, ECF, 2002 shit. It was a rock fight. It was a rock fight, but what I saw was a Denver team knowing how close they were and being so scared at being that close. It was interesting to watch the ebb and flow of the game because every time they needed that they did get scared, the time down, I think it was three minutes left, they fall down by one. The threes happen. Like, yeah. I like the fact that you identified it as fear, but not as a fear as a limiter. The fear nope. allowed them to open up and play harder and play. It, 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 it kind of gave them the light they needed to close everything out. Because they realized, yo, it's here. We can do this thing. It's really about to happen. And then it just clicked. And it was, if that bad call had actually resulted, or if that, if the Heat had won after that bad call, I don't think there's anything Adam Silver could have done to protect the Heat from what the Nuggets would have done to them in game six. Oh, game six should have been a bloodbath. Like it, they, they might've lost by 40. And it wouldn't have been that close. It'd be 40 on the books, but like at one point they were up 63. Like it's it had been really bad. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I'm not second guessing the best coach of our era, current era, but is Tyler Hero worth a look in game five, you think? Worth a look, no. But I understand if Spo had said, okay, go for it, I'd understand why. Because the Athletes want to play like that. That's that is athletes want to play. It is the coach's job to tell the athlete, hey, this isn't a good idea. So honestly, I don't think it's worth a look because Spoh's a smart man. He did the math. He was like, even at full power, best case scenario, we steal a game and then what? Mm -hmm. So and I, I, I think that what's wild and sustainable about these nuggets is that the big difference in each of their big wins was size. And Bam's not big or tall. And, like, whenever Jokic decided to punish him in that post, it was a wrap. 
but we saw someone who was taller try it. We saw a defensive player of the year candidate in Anthony Davis. He got embarrassed. He got put through that fucking blender. You saw it with DeAndre Ayton until DeAndre Ayton decided to stop playing basketball. <laughs> hey, man, DeAndre Ayton got the man fired. He, and guess what? That's what he wanted. So good job, DeAndre. And before that, like, cat, like, all the cat jokes aside, all the French, all the you can't throw a punch jokes, cat's a good defender. Fried, I mean, just, he was baked chicken, man. He was done. It was over. He was cooked against Jokic. Like, Jokic is, and I know we're all doing the hyperbole thing about Jokic, but the things he was doing in the high post were, like, magic-esque, magic-adjacent, and he's, like, 25. And, he, and he's solid, so he can move you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so it... It is a legit question of what do you do? I, I I know there's some former players that are like, oh, I would just do this and do this. I'm like, okay, so do it. So do, you do it then. The, the first thing, the funniest thing I've heard this season was someone said, is this because we never got full strength Sabonis? Hmm. Because the Sabonis we got was post Achilles tear, and that was still a damn, like, Young people, go watch Sabrina Sabonis tape. And you ain't going to watch a lot of the stuff before you got to the league. Watch him with the Trailblazers. Just watch him. Guy's absurd. Yes. Do you realize this was four points for being a sweep? Yeah. What and is, honestly, is, that, is that just the dominance of the, the Nuggets? Because you yeah, look at the bit. run. The run is prodigious. And people are going to point to the seeds of who they beat, and that's fine and dandy. But one, they earned the right to be there. And two, the seeds that they had to play, like the Lakers didn't get there by playing nobody's. They came through by sending Bob Myers out of Oakland yes. or San Fran or wherever they played out. And they put the number two seed out. So Dog, they walked in and they spiked Dylan Brooks's brain. Like they sent him so far away that the Grizzly said he will not be back under any circumstances. <laughs> Which the Lakers didn't say that about Lamar Odom, for the record. I well, that should have been one of the funny things on the list. I've never heard that from a team under any circumstances. What? How unlikable was Dylan Brooks? They, that that was not a basketball reasons response. That is a we do not like you as a person response. Because you can be that dude if you're not like the sixth guy in the pecking order. But Dylan Brooks overvalued himself. Yeah. You no, know properly valued himself. Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon is the fourth best player on the Nuggets, and his job until he had to score was be as athletic as Jimmy Butler, but be four inches taller than him. Put him in hell. And Jimmy's ankle was a thing, and being tired was a thing, but having it, there was like, why couldn't he get to the lane? I'm like, because that big-ass mutant's in his way. The fact that... He did it against Boston. He wasn't trying to get past Aaron Gordon in Boston. The fact that for the Nuggets, going small means... Aaron Gordon and Jokic, or Michael Porter Jr. and Jokic. That's them going small. Yeah, good luck. We could like this could be like, and again, I don't want to do the legacy building, the, the the defining thing. This could be a problem for the league for a while. This Nuggets thing, because well, the, the Nuggets constructed their team the opposite way that most teams constructed themselves after watching Steph. They saw 2016, they saw 2015, 16, 17, 18, and said, okay, this is this is the way to build a team. 
And the Nuggets said, what if we just got good players and make them fit? And they got great players and they cheesy made it fit. Gordita paid off. The cheesy Gordita play. Oh, man. Good for Jokic. I hope he gets to go home soon because that's all that man wanted to do. Yeah, leave that man alone. Y'all got to just be glad you got him. Well, what do you go to the? I hope he skips. The, I hope he skips the parade. You know what the parade is? But I realized when Jokic said we all hit our jobs. You know what that parade is? Mandatory happy hour. And you know who loves mandatory happy hour? No one. No, no, no. The friend you bring who realizes everything is on the boss's tab. The brothers are gonna be there. The brothers, the brothers Which means Jokic is gonna be there. <laughs> Send, send a different Jokic. Send another one. They'll never know. Just send one of the brothers. They're all the same size. Well, Jokic is no, the tiny one. No. But... Nicholas the runt. Yes. <laughs> I showed Tiff that because, you know, she was reading stories about the brothers. I was like, oh, yeah, let me show you his brothers. And she was like, wait, he's the little one? I'm like, yes. Whole family. Oh. <laughs> Just a bunch of left tackles. Yes. Man, I hope I do hope he gets to skip the 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 thing, because like it feels like in the office was like come sign the card. Like I don't want to sign this card. I'm here because I have to be, and the second I don't have to be, I'm not gonna be here no more. <sighs> Fine. Before I get out of here, I guess you're a Spurs fan, so talk about your boy. Oh, I I was not even expecting this. Yes, we're getting Victor yeah, Wembanyama. Yeah. Uh, we're still gonna be like I we're still gonna suck next year. I, no, I don't see, want to... no, I know this. I've seen this with the, the no. I'm not buying that shit. You don't actually think that because no, you, yes, I do. you got it. Don't do this to me. Next year we're gonna suck. Oh, two, three years though. Oh, it's over. It is oh. Okay, okay. So I, I like. I, okay, let's we cut through the we cut through the humility, the actual cockiness. Is that cockiness predicated on the idea that Pop is still coaching in two to three years? No, I I do oh. not expect. I do not expect Pop to. I expect him to stick around. Just because, like, interviews he's given recently about, like, you know, how do you feel about coaching? Like, the worst years of his career, he's, these have been, like, record-wise, the worst years of his career. He says, yeah. I've been having fun just being around these young men and teaching them about basketball. So he'll probably stick around until the, the organization's like, okay, we need to start winning. He'll be like, okay, I'm gone because I don't care about winning anymore. I'm here to Is just hang out with the kids. one of those things where, like, he's in the front office where, like, they dragged Riley down for that last – for that uh, <laughs> 06 title. I think it's going to be the opposite. Like, he'll be around because no one's going to tell Popovich to not be around. But I don't think he'll have, like, an official role. Like, an, an official day-to-day operation thing. He'll be there because he loves the sport. He loves the organization, whatever. But no, I think once the Spurs are serious about winning, he's gone. Because I don't think that's what he wants to do anymore. We'll see. Who Who's the heir apparent? Who's going to fix it? If you say 10, coaching, I'll fight you. She is coaching in Las Vegas right now, so I don't know. And she loves that team. She got in some shit, too. Um, well, well, yeah. 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 <laughs> that and whole so, organization got in some shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, y'all probably should keep mouth shut uh, at certain times. <sighs> well, at least Florida will be bad for the foreseeable future. This hope, this fake hope you've given for Florida, I I, I can appreciate the Spurs one a lot more. At least Spurs look like as a plan. You're over here like, 
football. Maybe they'll figure it out in Florida. Maybe Gainesville will get this shit together. Maybe they can uh they can bring back Muschamp. I don't know. <laughs> I would set myself on fire. Hey man, I gotta watch fucking Bobo next year. <laughs> they brought back Bobo. Okay. Everyone had to suffer now. But Kirby won't let Bobo be Okay, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. And it might not matter. <laughs> That's the in the last three years, a position player for Georgia on defense has been drafted in the first round. Every position. That's horrifying. Most of them are the Eagles, because everyone's stupid. Stop letting them draft Georgia players who already know how to play together. Cut it out. That defense is going to be so good. It's going to be... And, like, when they drafted him, I was like, wait, really? Nobody else took him? Falcons? Okay. I understand Arthur Smith. You looked at Derrick Henry 2.0 and said, hey, I would like a Derrick Henry 2.0. Oh, so I you're understand. A you're a believer in the Texas boy. I am a believer of the logic of why Arthur Smith would want him. Fair enough. That is what Arthur Smith saw when he saw B. John Robinson, so that is what he took. So, That's fair. I'm not mad at that. I just I don't yeah. I don't personally myself see it. And now as we get down to um cutting time, looks like somebody in New York's not gonna get his money and is awfully upset about it, Saquon. Wait, hmm. really? Oh, he's out speaking in uh non-NFL affiliated media talking about how there's collusion against running backs and how they they tagged the first of the, the, the top three of us and that's collected our controlling our wages and da 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 da. We're far apart in the deal. Yeah, man. Saquon mad because he believes y'all. Oh, that uh, New York? I understand why you paid Daniel Jones. Uh, you probably should have paid Saquon first. That's like saying, that's looking at what what you got and saying, good enough. That's what paying Daniel Jones is. That is yeah. the opportunity to say, can we do better? Probably, but this is good enough. Well, it's okay. How would you do better with quarterback specifically? I would look at last year as an aberration in the um and I would treat it as such. I'd have one year him, or I wouldn't have fucking franchised him. But okay. clearly so, so the Kirk he was out here demanding I, the max. Okay, I, I I can be down with the Kirk Cousins bottle of year to year. Just year to year, lease this thing out. Maybe someone becomes a free agent. It's like, okay, cool. Now we can go with the real plan and not. Or, or even, or even if um this coach Dayball is really the quarterback whisperer that they say he is, and is unlocked something. If that's true, re-up in midseason, sign sign the short term, have the long term behind it. Just say, hey, here it is. At some point in the season, we're gonna slide. We are going to. Not we may tell them we're going to, and then don't do it if you don't have to. But tell them. We're going to give this to you just about a PR rollout. We want to look like we're bridging you over. We're going to sign Saquon, and then we're going to announce midseason, the big extension, everybody will love us. Or we give you all this money, and now running back's mad in public. Good luck, New York. Oh, they're going, to be worse. they're going to be worse than the Jets this year. I don't think the Jets are going to be good. I didn't say the Jets were going to be good. I just said the Giants are going to be worse. <laughs> like that division, the Bills and the Dolphins both got appreciably better. The Patriots, uh, betting against Belichick if you want to. I, I don't know what 
hey, man, this is the coaching job that's impressed me the most, is Bill Belichick tolerating Mac Jones' mistakes. The fact that he has not shot Mac Jones is a testament to, to that man's coach. <laughs> it's not Mike Tomlin not not having a losing season under his belt. Nope. No, it is the patience required for Bill Belichick to not so take watch Mac, Mac Jones, Jones and not fire everybody. How did we get here? Uh, <laughs> he must wake up like the, like the Actually, no, fucking... no, no, because he made the choice to draft him. That was his decision. He wakes up at the end of each each season like the end of New Heart. Oh, it was all a dream. Thank goodness. (laughs) What about Mac Jones in college made you think this would be a good idea? Why are there three starting Alabama quarterbacks in the NFL? Because one of them is Mac Jones, the other two are. No, four. Fuck, it's four now. Who's the fourth? The kid right, Bryce Young. Well, because three are good and one is Mac Jones? Like. And I'm not going to say, like, it's intentional, but the three black quarterbacks they've ever trusted. Shout out to Blake Sims, because they didn't trust him. Hey, man, it took, it took, it took this for y'all to let a black baby quarterback. Y'all was rolling out here with John Parker Wilson and shit. And all of a sudden, it's like, well, let's give them a shot. Heisman, 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 Super Bowl. Like, what? And, like. Meanwhile, in Athens, fucking Brock Vandergriff. Oh, my head. What are we doing? Give us shit on her. See what happens. God damn it. And Give us Anthony Richardson, please. Have you seen my division this year? Trevor Lawrence. I'm... CJ Stroud. Anthony Richardson. I heard one Where... name in the of Trevor Lawrence. I don't believe in y'all's quarterback. If Anthony Richardson puts on a helmet this season, something's gone horribly wrong. Oh, for the Colts? Yes. Now nah, they're gonna have him out there. I don't think they expect oh, to win, but they're gonna have him out there. I'm sorry. Horribly wrong includes what's about to happen. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the good. Decision good. <laughs> that's gotten us to the point where that young man's gonna start an NFL game is part of the problem. CJ Shroud, let's see what happens when the best players aren't on your team, buddy. Good luck. <laughs> Counterpoint, he's in the AFC South. He'll be fine. Those are still professionals. The niggas at Northwestern were dentists. <laughs> going professional he's in something on other than journey. sports. He's picking on people going pro in other than sports, man. CJ Stroud, you couldn't beat Georgia. Oh, I'm okay. live on that one. I'm gonna live on that one for a while. I mean, he he almost almost, but almost only counts in horseshoes and oh, hand grenades. Almost, um, almost. Georgia almost lost a game last year. It was against Mizzou. Next question. That wasn't so much Georgia losing as Georgia realizing, oh shit, there's like ten minutes left in this game. Maybe we should uh, do something. Every about year, it. there's one game that's gonna give me a conniption, and this year, I'm pretty sure it's at Tennessee. But it's also like the third to last game of the season. So I have a lot of good feelings. And, <clears throat> excuse me, let me get in front of this now. If Georgia loses Tennessee, 2-0 in the last two dash title games. Fight me. Like, they got two rings. Like, I can't, Justin, this is, I'm asking, before we get out of here, I'm going to ask you this. Keep me honest this season. Don't let me become myself. Because under the shade of these two rings, 
I should objectively have a much calmer. I want my son's first college football season to be a jubilant one, to be one of successes and glories. And my personal inclination is not to let that happen for myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, Brock's going to become a dirty word in this house. Like, I'm, I'm already mad at him. I ain't done shit to me yet, but I'm already pissed. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. Just also, man. it doesn't matter if it doesn't matter if Tennessee beats Georgia. They're not going to win the East anyway. Like that is not that game is going to be meaningless. The idea of Georgia missing the playoff hasn't entered my brain. I, that's a non-factor. Um, well, it's Tennessee. No one wants to lose to Tennessee. They're Tennessee. Thank you. That's we, that's a large we can agree on that. No one. I just ask Bama. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Dog, they're going to beat the dog shit at Tennessee this year. Like, I don't give a fuck yes. how good that kid is at Tennessee. Nick Saban is so mad. He's going to be the dog. They could go 1-12. That one is going to be a 40-point win over Tennessee. Yes. <laughs> yes. Justin, at LJ90 on Twitter, man, tell everyone where they can find you and all the good things that you do. Yeah, at LJ90 on Twitter. You can catch me over at ADD Space on occasion. You can catch me at 3 Fifths Podcast. And... Anywhere else that wants to have this voice talk about things. I, it's summertime. I'm relaxing. I'm chilling. I'm going to have more Justin the on the podcast, y'all. Uh, did you play Jedi Survivor? I did not play Jedi Survivor. I picked up Fallen Order, and I was like, oh, okay. this is actually incredible. Oh, um, Survivor's so much better. So because I had no intention of playing it when it came out, just because all the other games were out, but I was like, right. the story intrigues me. So I like... I read the story. I was like, "Oh, this is peak Star Wars. Like, this is an a, mm. this is an incredible story." Mm-hmm. You're gonna be into it. Uh, Spider-Man Two this fall. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm re I'm replaying Miles Morales right now to get ready for it. We are the same. We are the same. Well, thank you for coming on. We're gonna have you on the summer. Uh, why rewatch season might be something that really happens. So let's do it. Let's man. say that behind that. And before we get out of here, I'm just gonna let this play us off here for the last time. Papas. Ha, 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 ha.